the dynamo, use the dynamo, use the dynamo, use the dynamo. Boys acting like they ready for that orange crush. Try us if you want to, we'll leave you in the dust. The men in orange, baby, got orange on my back. Be the ones, now it's time for us to bring it back. Long as I got my fan club, y'all can't harm it. El Battalion in the Texan Army. We MLS champ, so haters bag back. Another game on the field, my team gon' grab. All right, Dynamo fans, welcome to Dynalytics episode 8 where we talk about the Dynamo are still unbeaten at home. And here at Dynalytics, we're optimistic people, so that's the way we're going to phrase it. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll get into it here in a second. Uh, as always, here with my co-host, OSG. How's it going, buddy? Welcome. What's up, man? What's up, man? It's, it's good. It's, uh, you know, made, made my trip home already today. But it was a, you know, it was a, it was a good a good showing yesterday and a fun doubleheader and uh, uh, it was definitely a long day though for those doubleheaders. But it was it was definitely fun for both games and you, you know came out with a draw in that in a four-one win with Dinah Dose. So four points out of the day, go home happy. No doubt. Anytime you anytime you add is is it's a good thing. Um, some draws feel like a W. Some draws feel like an L. Personally, felt like an L. <laughs> and we'll get into it here in a second. But, yeah, man, long, long day yesterday. But it, it, optimistic optimistic reasons to be optimistic um, for the Dynamo going forward. And don't know if you celebrate OSG, but happy Easter to our listeners that do celebrate. So I uh, hope you and your family are are doing well and uh so what do you want to touch what do you want to touch what's the first subject you want to touch OSG the lineup yeah let's just go straight into the lineup so we know who everybody's talking about because you know we got uh past money jumped in again past money baby all right so you want to run us through the lineup real quick yeah so Steve Clark of course there's no way they were going to start somebody else but uh, Steve Clark started against his his old team Portland so I'm sure he had a, a lot of emotion coming into this game. They they love him and they they still love him. But uh, so Steve Clark back in the goal. Then on our four two three one, we had back left was Lundy on the left, teenage with the start, and Parker finally got back into the starting lineup after uh, nursing his little injury there. And then on the right side, Dorsey gets the start again. Midfield was Vera and Coco with Quintero playing the cam, and then Fafa as one winger. And then Pash Money got the start again, so two in a row. So Pasher on the right side, and then, of course, Seabass up top. I love it. I feel like that's the – unless Saka breaks into the team, that's going to be the lineup going forward, you know. It's pretty much going to be untouchable. I mean, I hate to use that word, but uh, – for for one thing, it's good because you develop chemistry, right? But I feel like that's going to be the lineup minus Saka um, breaking into the first team and then until Hector Herrera gets here. But, yeah, no, I, I – I, uh, we, we, we could predict the lineup. You know, we did. <laughs> and I'm happy to see Pash Money get his chance. Um, sadly, no, no scoring opportunities that I recall from him. But uh, – what 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 stood out to you, man? 
aside aside from the 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 final result, right? What stood out to you yesterday? Our missed opportunities, especially those, you know, early in the game. The uh, you know, Bafa's miss. The, the the who else is yeah. missed? All those just those misses, man. I I I I only remember two <clears throat> very clear scoring opportunities: the Fafa one, and Darwin Quintero had one. Um, so I I I think Darwin was first, where he kind of um, he was in the box. I forget how the the, the play built up, but he was in the box, and then someone slid tackle, so he kind of brushed it off by moving the ball to the side, which I thought was genius. But uh, he put he put the ball right at the at the goalkeeper. That's why he saved it. I was um, but I also noticed that there was another defender on the other post. So that was good defending by by them, truthfully. Uh, but I, I still think I'm not excusing. I'm just saying what I saw. Right. Uh, not excusing that 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 should have been buried for sure. I, I, I thought we were going to score uh, in that in that play. The second one was exactly what we told our friends from Portland. Uh, watch out for that Papa speed. Right. And lo and behold, a through ball where he can get in behind. And I expect Papa to finish those and I know you're you're calling for him to be in the national team. He has to bury those if he ever wants to dream of being called up, right? And and Fafa's trademark, the way he plays, he likes to finesse those opportunities. And uh, I, man, I hate that he um, he couldn't bury that. And then this isn't a chance, but this isn't a chance. But there was a. Uh, a a through ball to Darwin Quintero, and then he kind of lobbed it over the defender like in midfield, and then you can just tell like he's thirty, he's in his late thirties, you know. <laughs> he he did the the little uh, I call it sombrerito, which is little hat, you know, <laughs> over the, the the defender, and then he was free, right? And then like three defenders cut up to him, so. <laughs> It's not a chance, but it could have been. But, yeah, no, I agree with you, man. The the missed opportunities at the beginning of the game is like, uh in, in, in Spanish, there's a saying that el que perdona pierde, which means if you forgive, you're ultimately going to get screwed, right? So, thankfully, we didn't lose. But, yeah, we should have buried those chances. Yeah, for real, no kidding. Though. You know, the... What was that? That was uh, minute number seven when Quintero missed his. And, oh, man, he, you know, if he just would have, when the ball came to him, his very first touch was a little bit off. And I guess that allowed the, the defender to catch back up to him, which made him pull back. But that defender on the back post just got in his head, I think, because, man, I would have shot it straight at that dude. Or, well, I would have hit it to that top corner. So he would have had to use his head or, uh, I don't know, but... So yeah, Quintero missed that, missed that little mistake there. And Bafa, you're for real, bro. You got to finish that. And his his shot was awkward too. Like he he was he went down to the to the ground as he was trying to make his shot. And so he what 
he wasn't very balanced when he took his shot, so that he screwed himself right there. And right, he, it's because he was uh, so he so he was trying to get away, right? So he was fighting off the defender as well. So he yeah. managed to, but like you said, his balance wasn't the best and probably affected the shot. But but still, you you expect a better effort, right? Like make right. him make him do a a better save, you know? Yeah, for real and. This, that keeper of theirs, you know, we learned that he's been in trouble all season, and he he had a he had a blast last game, but uh, you know now and here he comes in here and he looks like a friggin' superstar again all of a sudden. So like, what the heck happened? How do how did their keeper make all these superstar saves and on our turf, man? That was that was crazy. And then yeah, you mentioned the Cantero. Uh, that was minute number thirty. Whenever he had a breakaway and. You just see four Portland Timbers come at him from all sur- surrounding from all sides. That was crazy. And I'm like, there's no way he's doing nothing, and of course not. He got, he got jacked up. That was that was hilarious. It was funny, man. I was like, oh man, you can tell it's age right here, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But right. the the nice the nice uh, lob over the defender was nice, you know. That was yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. No, but I tell you what. Go ahead, go ahead, buddy. He also had a a, a great free kick. Cantero did a great free kick in the 64th minute. Where, yeah. Where Papa, I don't know if it was Papa or Seabass. We really couldn't tell on the replay or when it was live either. But you know, he hit it, and the freaking keeper made another save where it bounced off the post. But he got his hands on it to where he had to push it off the post. And I'm like, God, so many chances and. Should have scored. And, you know, Portland had theirs too, but not like not like ours, man. Well, I tell you what though, I I I know one of them came off a set piece, and I can't remember the second one, but I, I'm not kidding when I say I turned around to my sister and I told her, "Holy guacamole!" You know, I said another word, but <laughs> "holy guacamole!" That was really close. Like I know one of them came off a set piece where they essentially uh they crossed it they hit it towards the far post and the guy that was supposed to finish that was a second late or else that's an open goal you know i remember that one and i remember another one in open play where i was like holy crap they could have scored right there you know so we were also a little bit fortunate too man yeah they had one uh, that the, their forward of theirs, they had a, a cross that came in, and he just took a he he was right there in front of the keeper, and he just took a bad touch, and Parker kicked it out for a corner. Otherwise, he right there I in front that. of the keeper, man. So they both had yeah. both teams had chances, and someone some someone sort of came out with something instead of it being zero zero. But uh, Nagamore wasn't happy at the end of that game. I saw I saw a clip of when they they blew the whistle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He wasn't wasn't excited or emotional at all. He was just kind of shug. Yeah, I got you. And 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 you expect him to be right based on on how he is after W's. You you expect him to be because <laughs> it felt like a, like it's a taste sour. You know, it, it's a sour taste in your mouth. You know, like like you just lost. At least that's what it felt like to me, you know. Yeah, you said it right. It felt like a loss. So that's probably, you know, he he felt like a loss. So there wasn't nothing to to smile about. <laughs> right, and like and like we touched on our previous episode, very similar styles of play for both of us. Um, we were gonna try and use our speed to to maybe attack them, you know. 
but yeah, it, it's like both teams had their chances. They could have scored, but they didn't take them. And and the game flew by quick for me, man. You know, before it, once I realized it was you know the first half, and then I pick up my head, it's already minute seventy. You know, <laughs> like the the game flew by for me. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I was having, I was having fun watching the ball going back and forth, and you look up in the clock. I don't know. To me, the clock wasn't moving, but maybe that's because I knew today was or yesterday was going to be a long day. <laughs> so it's like, oh yeah, plenty of time left in today's game. Yep, well, plenty of time. Shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the why break, the break didn't even seem like it took long in between games. But yeah, so yeah, you know, it looks. Yeah, this was another thing that they could have done is like say like if you if you want to if you want to come back, right? Like after the first game is over and you want to come back to watch like Dino Dose or whatnot, in my opinion, they should have like stamped you, you know, like remember when you went to those like Chuck E Cheese or whatever and they stamp you with a little whatever or like give you a bracelet yeah. That way you can go to your car or go to pitch 25 and chill for an hour and then come back, you know? If they would have made it like that, I think people would have stayed. But I will commend their happy hour. I think it's a great idea, right? $3 drinks, like, that's pretty solid, I think, yeah. during that during that hour. Yeah, and uh, just give any... Uh, just help people out because they know they're there for a long time. That's a everything's so expensive, and if you're bringing your family and you're sticking around for that second game, so yeah, it was it was nice of them to do everybody a favor. I don't know if there was any food discounts. No, I, I didn't see any yesterday. But Hunter, welcome, buddy. Uh, we're just talking about last night's game. Um, basically, OSG. OSG went to the game and, and, and stayed for both of them, uh, saw the Dino those dominate. And we're also talking about how, obviously, we missed opportunities, right? And that's why the draw feels like a loss. Um, but we're trying to be optimistic and say that we're still unbeaten at home, <laughs> which is good. Um, but I also bring up the point that, hey, uh, they also had their chances that we were lucky not to concede as well. Um, so we're just talking about that. Uh, if you celebrate, happy Easter to you. And um, if you have any, any, uh, there we go. That's what I'm talking about. Any, uh, anything that stood out to you, or what else did you see yesterday? Uh, let us know. You should, you should uh, have the mic now. So how's it going, man? Welcome. Hey guys, I had to miss the last couple because of uh, timing with work and stuff, but I'm actually at church right now. My wife works at a church here in Wilmington, so I got to go in a little bit. But I think, uh, I mean, it is a bummer that we didn't get the win last night, and it felt like we could have. But I personally think that competing in a game like that against Portland, it's like, you know, the last couple wins. I mean, all of our wins so far have been Vancouver, San Jose, and Miami, all teams that are underperforming at the moment that aren't very strong. I was more encouraged by the tie yesterday than I was on any of the wins so far. I think all the wins have been extremely scrappy. And this was us going toe to toe with a team that is always in the playoffs. So um, yeah, as much as I'm disappointed that we didn't get the win. And I think, uh, I don't know if you touched on Hadebi's yellow card that was kind of ridiculous, but outside of that stuff it's like I, I thought it was an enjoyable game and we look like 
it didn't look like we were the underdogs in a game that was against a playoff team that will surely be there again. I think this is the voice of reason, but before I, I, I touch on, on the points you made and, and always you can touch in as well, let me ask you something uh, before you leave, because I know you got to leave here soon. And thanks again for joining us. For you personally, do you like the Sunday, the day after the game space or right after the game? Depends on the timing of it. Uh, it Sundays would work good most of the time, but then uh, I know on like the after the game, uh, it just depends. It, uh, it was, I guess it was the Miami delayed one where it was like no chance I could stay up and work with that one, but that's an anomaly. So yeah, I guess it's probably more likely that I'd work. It would work for me on Saturdays after the games or directly after the games if they're on Sundays as well. Yeah. 10, four. Thank you for your opinion, man. We're trying to, we're, we're doing this experiment and, and we honestly, we, <laughs> We forgot to take into consideration that this Sunday is Easter. So. Yeah, it's a big one. Uh, but yeah, it's a big one. So we're we're trying to run a little experiment. So we'll see. So I appreciate you t- joining us and, and, and the feedback. But uh, OZ, you want to touch on the points he made? Yeah, he was. He's talking about teenagers. Uh, man, that that the second yellow or yeah, that yellow card, the second yellow card, that was ridiculous. I mean, he the way the ref was calling the game. That wasn't a yellow card, but he's calling him other stuff that was. You know, I, I, I don't know. So that that kind of that's that's hurtful for us because now he has to miss FC Dallas, and we we need our best center back. That man is is ferocious. He's all over the place. Every cross that comes in, you see him heading the ball. He's he's out there diving. He's he's long legging everything. He, he's hopefully he's going to be an all star soon enough. But uh, yeah, Hadebi. Uh, it's sad that we're going to miss him, and that yellow card was weak, and uh, that referee was kind of questionable. But you know, it is what it is. Uh, I wish we could uh, we could have him for FC Dallas. But, uh, for for those that don't know, such as myself, explain the the yellow card rule. Like, is it two yellows in separate games? You have to miss your next game, or or how does that work? Because as a fan, I lose track of that man. <laughs> No, so during 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 the game, if you acquire two yellow cards, that equals a red, of course, during the game. And he had two yellow cards during that game. Uh, well, I don't know if you remember in the first half when he collided with that headbutt of that other guy. He was he got uh, sent he, off. Yeah, yeah. Holy he got, crap! I missed that. Two yellows, man. It was wow. Kind of, okay, that my, explains it. Okay, yeah. Never yeah. mind. I was gonna say I know that you can miss a game, but. If you get like six yellows, or something like that, something like that, it isn't like two yeah. yellows in separate games. I missed that. Wow, that's that's. Well, and I speaking didn't... back to that, I I missed uh, talking after Miami and uh, the last game where I was gonna say like I know teenage got one in the previous game because he got his goal and took his shirt off. Fafa did the same thing in Miami, and if I remember correctly, Fafa probably led the team in yellows last season. Not a smart move to celebrate with it, but like teenage. I don't know. Same thing. He's a center back. It's like you want to be careful, like taking these cheap yellows that you know are guaranteed. And like, I don't know, like I, I felt differently about teenagers ones. He's got a shirt on with a message to his mom. But at the same time, like, can you lift the shirt up without taking the shirt off, man? Like, it, don't get the yellow card. Like, I don't know. I, I think some of that stuff is so hard. Like in the moment, you're so excited. But like, long term it's like if we're missing Fafa because he accumulates too many down the stretch it's like that could be 
really hurtful. So I don't know. Wish these guys would be a little bit more forward thinking sometimes. Yeah, that's that's something to ask players. Whatever, <laughs> that's something curious. If we ever get a you know a player interview, what what's what's their their thinking behind it? Do they all they all understand they get a yellow for taking their shirt off, and they obviously plan it, so they know they're getting the yellow. So they're just not worried about the the repercussions. But Hunter, I also wanted to ask you because you, you you said uh, you felt good about the game. Uh, but we kind of we talked about it earlier, and we felt like that was a that tie was still a, a lost. Uh, yeah, it's it definitely drop points. I, I just think it was in comparison to. I mean, even again, uh, I missed hearing you guys uh, on the San Jose game. That game was sloppy as anything, and it could have gone either way. And it's like it was a win, but I didn't feel great about it. I didn't feel like oh, now we're like, we're up there and we're going to compete with everybody. It was like this, I think, contextually, like knowing this was a team that is a higher standing and is a higher quality is like, that That was kind of the thing is like, sure, we could have put away chances and we should have, I mean, we could have gotten a win. We're at home. That's a little bit of an advantage. But um, I mean, uh, their keeper made some huge saves. The I forget who it was that had the, the header that he tipped wide, but that one that he tipped off the post was incredible. And I'd be shocked if that's not up for a save of the week, but uh, I don't know. It's, I'm, I'm much more cons- I, I basically, after the San Jose and Miami wins, I kind of had thought to myself that like this season is going to be, if we get wins, they're all going to be ugly wins. Like we're not going to, it might be a rarity that we actually like <laughs> dominate and look like the better team. And, I don't know. I did think that it looked like in both of those games, it's like we were just playing weak teams and I don't think we would have beaten anybody, but those teams on that day, this looked like us competing as like at least a playoff level MLS team. So when you factor in that we don't have Herrera, that there's all these other things that like we haven't seen Tiago play, Zeka's still getting his first couple minutes. Like there's so much stuff going into it. And then again, to hold out, I mean, once teenage gets sent off, it's only 15 minutes. We got to play down, but you don't concede to a playoff level team when you're down a man for 15 minutes. It's like that—that that is something, and like that's the guys showing good fight. And I mean, that's in the context yeah. of our season with Parker floating in and out of the lineup, and obviously Hadebi's out. Bartlett has to step up last second. It's like there's a lot of changes and a lot of issues to work through there that I think it like showed good spirit from the guys and like I'm really encouraged by it I think I think Hunter brings up a good point uh before I get into it uh Triga and Pollo FC fellow Austinites are here welcome um if y'all wanna go ahead if y'all wanna throw some trolling or or whatever y'all wanna um want to say the mic is, is open to y'all as well. Thanks for joining us. Uh, but I think Hunter touches on a, on a very good point. And, and it's kind of like, I call it the, the voice of reason because we get so hyped up about the couple wins in a row because last year was rough that we forget that, hey, we're still kind of like in a transition year, right? Like we're, we're still trying to slowly improve. This isn't, this isn't going to happen overnight where you just get better and and start and start performing better right so the fact that we can go to toe-to-toe with a 
with a a, a league average, you know, a, 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 a proven yearly uh, playoff appearing team is is encouraging, like you said, you know. So I I, I think the the wins got us hyped up a little bit, and, and we got to realize, hey, we're still we're still growing, right? We're still we're still having lots of work work to 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 be done. So I I like Hunter's point, and and he's right, like. Hey, we didn't win, but at the same time, we're able to compete with teams that are not at the bottom of the table. And then next week, well, before that, we got RGB, right? But next week against Dallas, that's going to be another good measuring stick to see where we really are, right? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see see what we throw out against uh, RGB on Tuesday as well. And and then and then playing Dallas to start off the the Copa Tejas and oh it's gonna be interesting and you know like y'all were saying everything's changing and everything's looking looking good and we 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 can be optimistic and hopeful to just to continue to see the growth uh, you know just watching uh, you know, just the game last night and getting to watch the the game on TV this morning again before we did this just watching the the formation and. Uh, the way the players are working as units right now, and it's it's just looking a lot better from game to game, and you, you can tell that Nagamore is definitely a different coach than the coach we had last year, and uh, he's he's getting his style out there, and the guys are understanding, it and it's looking good defensively, and the, the attack is is starting to to grow and starting to look a lot better. So I'm, I'm hoping that we you know they continue to grow and we continue to grow and get more butts in the stands dude an interesting observation i noticed yesterday was really cool uh you know how beta plays that holding mid midfielder spot so what he was doing is we play a 4-3-3 but essentially what he was doing is he kind of switched to a three a three five two in the game he basically had beta drop in as the middle center back teenage on your left Parker on the right, and then the left back and the right back were basically your left and right midfielder. So we were like, we, I, I, I love to see that because that helps you control the midfield more. You know, you're just more prone to getting burnt on the counter. But that explains why we were, you know, making attacks early in the first half. You know. Yeah, with Nakamura's uh, that that attacking style that he's trying to to give to the team and and use it. That that's. What you saw yesterday, I guess you know, they were brave enough to finally to do it for long periods instead of little spurts. So you saw it for long periods during the game where you were right. Because, I mean, I saw Vera, Vera back behind the uh, Hadebi and Parker at one point, and he was the center man, and Parker and Hadebi were off to the left and right. So, yeah, you're right. It was it looked like a 3-5-2 with Vera as the center back. And, you know, of course, that was when we're pushing up the field. They dropped back. Uh, the team, man, as a unit, dropped back and looked. They were they were hustling back and forth, and it looked really really good. Hence, the you know the zero zero draw. We we kept them from scoring as well, so it, it looked looked really really good. And Hunter, free, feel free to chime in any anytime you you want in here. I got two more points that I can think of from yesterday's game. OSG. The first one is, tell me about Seca. We finally yeah, saw him yesterday. Tell me. Yeah, yeah. He he came in with uh, I think it was a 60 minute mark that he subbed in, 
and he he, he looks good. He he, made, <laughs> he came in and made a mistake almost like two minutes in, like his second touch, but you know, it was just a little hard touch and he gave it up. But otherwise, he was he was he's making moves down the wing, getting down to the getting down to the end line near the box getting crosses off uh, him and Baird were working well together so uh, yeah I, I think just Dorsey's been looking too good as well so Nagamore is hard to you know give Zeka that start for some reason but you know I guess once you start him he's going to stick around in that spot yeah that's the one thing that I loved and noticed as well how far down he was bro like he <laughs> He was he was in the opponent's right side of their box, you know? Like, he was trying to send crosses in and get involved in the attack, which I love. It's just whoever's playing that right-wing position, whether it's Baird or Pasher, they got to make sure to have his back in case there's a counter or something. But, yeah, he seemed very attacking-minded like we expected. And, and, and it is nice to see, especially in Paolo's system, he he wants that right back to be to be attacking, and that and that's what happened. Uh, you know when when they're when they're pushing up that far, if you if you can defend the counter attack, then it allows them them wing backs to push up as far as they can push up. And of course they got to get back, but there's uh we've been defending the counter so well, and it's it's and it allows them to get up there and get more into the attack and more creative chances in the goals. So. Uh, just keep looking for it to grow, and uh, we just gotta. We used the wing a lot that game, and we weren't getting the ball into the the, the middle of the box. So I know Seabass is going to be a question for this last game, but he didn't have the touches that was there because we just didn't get him the ball. And Quintero is always. <laughs> I feel like that man is he's he's space hogging, but he, he's up there in Seabass's area all the time, pushing up as that central attacking midfielder and sometimes he's i think he's taken away from seabass but uh i'm not gonna tell contero to stop doing that yeah and that was that second point but before i get into it marlon thanks again for joining us man happy easter to you and your family and as always the the mic is open if you want to if you want to chime in that was the second topic bro and before your second time hunter i think needs to chime in yeah, you just brought up the Seabass point that, like, it's it's kind of the worst of both worlds right now with, like, that last game where we're not getting the service into him to, like, outside of – there was the – I think it might have been off the long fist cross or something. There was one chance late that we flashed one across. He got a glancing header and just missed – I mean, just miss wide. It was a couple feet probably, but it was if he gets a little cleaner onto that, he's got a good chance. I think that's a lot of the service he's going to thrive on. And if we can get in, get the balls to his feet, whatever. So it's like we're not doing enough of that. However, when we are getting the ball to his feet, it's like his holdup play has been really rough. And like his ability to like connect has not been super great. And that's where even a couple games ago we talked about before he got his goals, how much he was like forcing chances to try to get separation on the dribble and like he just doesn't seem like a guy that's like quick enough on his feet to like he's not going to dribble past somebody to clear space for himself like he needs to be first time laying off like then finding new space and like when Cantero like makes plays into his feet and runs off of him like that's when you see the best of it but I just don't think there he's he hasn't connected well enough with everyone and then (laughs) 
it's like on the opposite side you got like thor who is he's more dynamic in his movement he's checking in i think he is like connecting a little bit better but thor hasn't quite found a finish yet even though i think it's coming like i know he had one chance late where he broke through and it just seemed like he could have gotten the shot off a little bit quicker and just put it on net and he kind of waited and got blocked out but yeah i'm just i I think we're in a phase with ferreira where the team needs to figure out how do we play with this guy um and he needs to figure out the same thing because I, I think him releasing quickly to Fafa, Quintero, Pashford, those guys, and then just getting in the box, following it up, is going to be a much better chance than him getting into feet and trying to go on his own. Yeah, and you and you took the the words out of my mouth. That 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 was the second point, and and I'll, I'll take it a step further. Like me personally, I have I have no doubt in this man's quality. Like. The dude is a killer in the area. The problem is, like you just touched on it, that we can't get him the ball where he needs it, right? And secondly, and probably more importantly, is that it's hard to build an attack when he's kind of holding the ball, right? And so my 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 point is this. If you scouted him, and this is my critique for Pat Onstad, like I'm grateful for for breaking the transfer fee and everything, but if you scouted him and you know the type of player he is, like part of the criticism goes on you if the style plays in matching up, right? I would imagine because the it's like OSG said. He tries to link up those short passes with Darwin, but then they end up, and then like Hunter's mentioned, they end up taking their own space, and the attack kind of dies down. So uh, I'm a little um, critiquing Pat on this one because if you bring a player that's going to fit your style of play, that's what I'm trying to say. I know Sebas is, is a great striker. Like I'm not doubting the man's quality. It's just the style play is not it's not matching up right now. And like you said, we gotta figure it out fast, man, so we can make them be more effective and, and our attacks more effective in effect. No, you're right. It's it's definitely the style style of play between Thor and Seabass are two different styles and right now Thor's style fits in more to the way the Dynamo are playing and the way the Dynamo are pushing forward and they're not and the Dynamo are actually you know we're 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 faulting Seabass a lot for for not scoring, but at the same time we need to fault our wingers out there. They're not getting those crosses in early enough to give Seabass that opportunity to to take on the, the that keeper like that or to take the ball to Pete and be that first time striker or head the ball into the net. So we we need to give him more opportunities at the same time and and he, he he does have to learn when he's when the ball's playing to his feet. He needs to adapt to the style that he, he that we're trying to play with at the same time. And so it's it's two tells, and and I think both teams are learning. And Seabass uh, has got some work to do and earn earn that money. And you know Thor needs to to break it open whenever he gets his opportunities. And you know he, that opens the doors up for more for Nagamore as well. I do think, like you said earlier, though, talking about um, Zeka getting down the wing, Dorsey still getting down the wing, 
Longfist got more crosses in last night, probably. I mean, just guessing off the top of my head, probably than he has all season long. I think that's the recipe for making Seabass more potent because now, as much as I like Pasher in now, I'm a, totally a fan of that. But now with him and Pico, both of your wingers are inverted. So are you really going to get quality service playing on both of their weak foot? Like, probably not. So it is going to have to be a big thing of like, we need those outside backs to overlap and we need them to have quality service. And then I think that's when you're going to find Ferreira getting into better spaces and hopefully get more chances. I think the most critical I am is just how many attacks like in the last game stopped just because we passed to him. Like, I, I don't mind if he's not scoring goals, but don't stop the team from scoring goals. Like there was so many times where he was just, not connecting and it was or or he was just holding on to the ball way too long in a way that if you're not scoring like you at least need to keep possession you at least need to keep the attack going right and that's what that's what was happening right like he would get tangled up and lose the ball or they would take it away from him quick right and the attack would die down i agree 100 percent. that's and and that's what i really believe Nagamura wants to do right which is have your wingers cut inside and then you got your left and right back on the outside so you're overcrowding the box basically right you can either cut in and take a shot or get your wingbacks to cross it to that number nine that you went out and bought I fully believe that is the style of play Paulo wants to wants to uh instill in the dynamo but uh I see our, our guy Marlon has the mic. Welcome, brother. What you got for us, man? Hey, happy Easter, guys. Uh, to you and your families. Uh, enjoying the day. I have a pork shoulder in the smoker outside, and I'm drinking a cold beer. Enjoying uh, this Sunday. Uh, so, to chime in on Ferreira, I think I heard, I saw a interview with Chicharito where he they asked him what makes him such a raptor inside the box in the six and he said uh, 18 he said I cannot explain it it's a feeling it's something that I'm able to adjust based on what the other team is offering as far as the defense and I think Ferreira I think that's that's one thing that maybe he needs to work on psychologically where he needs to adjust to what the other team is bringing to him because they're going to study him. They're going to see tape on how he plays for Paraguay and how he plays for the Dynamo. And they're going to try to take away the the easy shots and, you know, the, the, the opportunities he's going to have. But for him, it's more like, and I know that sometimes we criticize how he doesn't get the ball enough or maybe not enough crosses for him to execute. But... At the end of the day, I mean, he gets paid to score. He has to study the game. He has to study what the other thing is bringing. And, and to me, maybe it's not so much the team, but it's something that he needs to adjust to as far as the league. Because the MLS is not the same as the Mexican league. It's not the same as Paraguay's league. So he he needs to put more time maybe in the, in the what do you call it, the video room or something and study how the MLS works, the defenses, and go from there. I mean, I think uh, 
I mean, he, we know, like, like Herman said, we don't, we don't distrust his, his, what he can do on the field because he's a proven player, but maybe he needs to maybe adjust to what the MLS has to offer as far as like the defensive, uh, what do you call it, strategies that, bring, that they're going to bring every, every Saturday, Sunday, whatever. So that's my take guys. Thanks. And yeah, many any the adjusting he has to to make where he where he came from the in the the league that he was playing in he's now playing in the MLS is the highest tier league that he's ever played in and I I can probably guarantee he's never been doubled every single game of his life since he started with the team and he's being doubled right now and he's not making the correct adjustments it's you see little tidbits of adjustments that he's improving and and making strides in the right direction but he, he's just every team is coming in and doubling him and forcing us to beat them with other players and just taking him out completely out of the game or they're trying to take him out of the game and Seabass has to adjust and make counter counter be counter effective and uh like i said little snid bits of growth you see with him coming so hopefully he'll he'll, he'll get that burst real quick that growth spurt We need it, and it's and it's on him, but it's also on the coaching staff. I feel, man, help him with that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they're talk, talking with. He he looks like he he's he doesn't have an ego on him. Where he so he's listening to the coaching staff, and I'm sure they're talking with him because, like I said, you see you see improvements in his game, and he's remember he is young, so. He, he hasn't had much playing time in any tier that's up this high. Like, you know, he's only had one cap for Paraguay, and that was uh, last week or two weeks ago. And before that, he's just played uh, 15 games, I think, in the top uh, Paraguayan league. So he, he's, he's got some adjustments to do. And so as long as we're not saying throw him in the trash, I, I, I think he, we're, we're good. And he'll, he'll, he'll continue to show his improvements. Yeah, another thing, guys. So you mentioned that the coach has to work with him or the coaches. I, I do believe that they they are doing it. Uh, one thing different from last season to this season is that uh, Tab Ramos was very what do you call it? Uh, more like Mourinho style, where he didn't adapt to like changes to where he wanted to stick to the same lineup to the same way of playing and I think at the end it caught up with him but I think uh Paulo I think what he does is he adapts based on the team he's facing which is what you do nowadays I mean you can't just force your own style on somebody else when you know that maybe they might have an advantage over your your style so I believe that maybe we don't see it right away but I think we like you said, eventually he's gonna be to the point where we might we're gonna forget this these moments where we like he was adopting to the to the style. He's gonna be like, Hey, I'm gonna give my goals and yeah, because of the process. I think it's a process that uh our coach is not afraid of making changes and that, that to me is probably the biggest the biggest change we have this season from last season. And touching on that as well, it's like, hey, yes, Seabass is still adapting. He's like 
at the time we bought him was our record DP signing. And he, although he's been struggling, we're sitting like fourth or fifth in the West right now. So it's like, I think that's like the best news is, hey, he's not performing at a top level right now. And it's like, well, once we can get something out of him, it's like our potential is now way more than it was previously. So I think that is the best news, at least, that it's like, hey, somebody like Quintero, Karaskia, those guys have really stepped up. And if we are performing to this level without our DP really showing up to this point, like, I I think that does does bode well for our future. Well, and we've been playing a lot of home games these first nine matches, too. So uh, (laughs) it'd be nice to see him get on fire when we start playing all these road games and Houston Dynamo start being really tested. And then we get to really find out what kind of what kind of year we're going to have when we start playing on the road a lot yeah that's why I feel like these games are so crucial right like we gotta add points here while we can and Hunter brings up a good point like he's my boys of reason honestly because it's so easy to get frustrated but at the same time he's right right like if and when Sebas figures it out, this team's going to be even more scary, right? So, um, I need to stop freaking out a little bit, you know? <laughs> and uh, the season is long. The season is long. So, one game at a time. Hey, guys, I got to hop off, but uh, thanks for letting me join again. Thanks for talking. Um, happy Easter to everybody. Shout out to Dynamo 2, killing it. Haven't been able to talk about them yet, but I got stories to tell about Kenny Bundy and Daniel Roberts when I get a chance. So, uh, hey, yeah, hey, real, real quick, did you see Tiago played for uh, Dino Dose last night? No, I didn't get to see the game yesterday. I've seen all the other ones, though, so far. But, uh, I mean, everybody – the whole team's looking great. Like, there's a lot of studs on that team. So I'm, I'm super excited for those guys. And I hope we see once we get into kind of the dog days of summer, I hope we give a, get a chance to some of those guys to let them step up and play some minutes or at least get on the bench and give them a chance. But, yeah, they're looking awesome. Hey, Hunter, thank you, and, and happy Easter. And enjoy and, and take it easy. And remember to always record so you, you can go back and listen to what, what you missed. But Armani was, you know, Donna Dose, man. Yesterday we st- stuck around for the, the game, and they ended up winning 4-1. to one, And they are still, they're 4-0. Oh, the only, I think the only four, the only team to be undefeated with nothing but wins. But, and I think they're ranked number one in MLS Next Pro now in their power rankings. And just for everybody's interest, Tiago did start and play for Donna Dose yesterday, and I think he played the entire game. I had to check to see if he was subbed or not, but he did play. And, uh, you know, I was I was in the supporter section and had quite a few beers, so I'll have to go back and watch a, a replay of the game just to, to focus on it. But the boys looked great. The only goal they gave up was a penalty kick, so they still haven't given up a goal in open play yet this season, so they're looking really good, really, really good. But Speaking of Donna Dose, there's a chance that we'll probably see some players uh, at least on the bench for the Open Cup. I don't know if anybody will sneak in to start, but, you know, we do have the Tuesday game and then a Saturday game following up against Dallas. So it's going to be interesting to see what Nagamora does with that. That's what I'm hoping for, man. I'm hoping the U.S. Open Cup to be kind of like 
All right, that free trial for those who have been performing well for Dynados that could make the first team. We talk about, okay, that we needs a replacement, that we needs a replacement, but holy crap, we might have one in Palomino. You know what I'm saying? So I would hope they give Palomino like 30 minutes or so against RGB, see what he can do and, and see what he can show us. Um, but I did have a question for you, and, and I don't know if you know the answer, and if you don't, we got to do a little homework. And I'm curious. It's nice to hear that the Dynados is doing amazing. But what is the makeup of the starting lineup? Like, is it is it a bunch of Palominos? Like, people that we drafted or signed before that we're trying to, hoping for them to make the first team? Or is it a lot of Youth Academy products? Don't know if you know. No, yeah. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't tell you that. We... We definitely have to get, you know, uh, somebody, Dino Dog maybe, or somebody else to answer answer that question. Um, but you, you would you would recognize a few of the names just from just from Dynamo Talk. Whenever you know, here I'll I'll tell you what the starting lineup was yesterday, and you know, you tell me how many names you see. But uh, Michael Nelson was started in the goal. Everybody knows that name. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he he got the start because uh, Xavier, uh, what's his name? Uh, shoot, um, crap. Uh, no, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> uh, Xavier, he he played. He was on the bench for the Dynamo, the Dynamo game. So that was uh that was interesting to see that. But Nelson looked pretty good, and he's the one who had who had the deal with the PK, but Morano or Mur yeah, Morana, I forget how to say his name. Maples, Pensington, and then Hoffman were your your back line for the defense and then Castilla and Brooklyn Brooklyn Reigns were the two midfielders and then Fernandez, Palomino of course and Juarez were your three and then Papa Nadoy was your, your striker. And of course Palomino, Poppin and Doy scored, and then a couple subs, Avila scored, and uh, the D Herrera scored. Yeah, no, like it, it, it's it's I'm I'm excited to see how we involve these um, players that are that are killing it. You know, I want to see what involvement they get in the first team, or or and that's why I'm kind of curious who we play this Tuesday. I know they just played last night, but I'm kind of curious to see how who we play. Watching on that last part, but yeah, I'm interested to see. I know nothing about RGV and it's, I'm, I'm curious and to see, and it's going to be something for us to learn with Nagamore and see how he likes to play a, a weekday game with a weekend game and only having what two days of rest in between so uh it's gonna be real interesting because some players are gonna be tired but we still we got some players on the bench that that's gonna get some starts probably you know rodriguez probably see seren I, I would assume i don't know you might get thor might get a start instead of seabass uh, you know this no telling what you're gonna see with this lineup it's it's gonna be interesting but it's uh it's a you lose you're out the tournament so it's definitely not a game to take lighthearted. Yeah, hey, guys, I would. Go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Okay, so I would I would love to see Palomino start the game against the Toros because I think that uh, you get to see what he really can offer in a game that is competitive. But at the same time, you know that if he doesn't perform the first half, you can sub him uh, out and and maybe get back to uh, what his name uh, Quintero, right? I think he will play for Quintero or Coco. No, he would he would be in a central attacking, so it'd probably be for Quintero. Quintero, right? Okay, so I would love to see that and give him some minutes, maybe like the first half, let him see what he can do. And like I said, it's a game that you can come back. Let's say you, it's zero zero, or or even if we're losing one zero, which I doubt we would go down like that. But if you are not winning comfortably, I think you can still make make the change and, and 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 but let him let's see what he got because it's a game that you can gamble a little bit uh the other the other thing is man in the future i see castilla palomino and brooklyn two years from now maybe being the starters man i i think their talent so far it looks like they are the real deal of course things can change but I would lo- I would love to see those guys maybe next season kind of giving some minutes, getting some minutes to see what they got. If they're already performing this well on that a dose, and that's the step to the first team, so th- those doors are going to be open, and I think it's just going to be when when the spot comes open, they get moved up. And right now, uh, you, of course, you know what is Brooklyn Brooklyn Reigns is 15, so we definitely don't want to bring him up this early, this quick. So. Let let him get let him get comfortable with that a dose before we we bring him up. But those 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 other guys, man, I think Palomino is uh, is one. I would think you would see in the starting lineup for the Open Cup and Castillo possibly. But I do like that future Castillo, Palomino, and uh, Brooklyn Reigns, man. That's ooh, I, I like that. That's going to be something special coming soon. No, I, I, I hope so, and, and and that would be. That would be the Dynado serving its purpose, in my opinion, right? Like, you want to use this as a jumping board for younger talent that can benefit you in the long run. So it'd be very cool to see. So, OSG, we have RGB Tuesday and Dallas this weekend. That's correct. Correct. At home against RGB on Tuesday night, a 7.30 game. And then Saturday, we have 2 o'clock up in FC Dallas, or up in Frisco against FC Dallas. And then 5 o'clock, which is another doubleheader, Dinah Dose plays North Texas, uh, which is FC Dallas's second team. And that may be a number one versus number two match for the for Dinah Dose. So, that one's going to be really interesting, and I'm going to be looking forward to that game as well. So I'm hoping we can get a double dip and get a double dub. You're making the trip up there? I am. I am making the trip up there, and I'm uh, I'm sticking around for both games, hence why I'm not going to go to Houston and, and ride the bus with the supporters because it doesn't look like the bus is going gonna, is gonna to leave the stadium after the first game. So, unfortunately, the supporters will have to – catch their ride back home and we'll just hold it down for them whoever's whoever's able to stick around 
I believe uh, OSG, you tweeted something like, who else is sticking around to uh, for the Dynados? And I'm not going, but man, I would I would love to I would love to do uh, two for one and and see uh, how these guys perform outside Houston, but not too far from Houston. You know what I mean? And it's gonna and like I said, this is gonna be North Texas soccer is is pretty good academy. Or we we already know that it's it's FC Dallas. We are we already know that they're they're good. And but this is gonna be playing out the way the Dinodos has started. The top two teams in MLS Next Pro next week next weekend on Friday. So uh, we we get to really find out what the boys are are really like, you know. And they've played some good opponents already too. And they've been surprising some people, not just us, <laughs> surprising some outsiders. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready for it. Uh, the supporters are going up there for they're riding the bus up and to the to the game, and we've got our sections. So we'll be up in the top left hand corner whenever you walk into the stadium. So say hi to us, join us, watch and look at us on TV when they put the the monitor on us. <laughs> And yeah, Herman, I'm I'm going Tuesday night to the I'm making the trip to Houston on Tuesday night for the Open Cup as well. I'm curious, you ask for Wednesday off or not? Nope, I'm just gonna leave after lunch on Tuesday, and just drive straight to Houston, and then watch the game and drive back. You're a warrior, See? man. Does the Dynamo for you these trips? No, I don't get paid for these answers. I'm paying for the trip, so I should. Don, Dynamo should sponsor me or something. Just, just. Uh, I've been I, to the I most like games. Those motherfuckers, they owe you CG, uh season ticket holder of the game or some crap like that. You know, they they owe it to you, man. Like that's that's dedication, man. Hey, well, there there is orange rewards, and you get points for every game that you go to through orange rewards. So. You know, maybe they'll look at the end of the season and who's racked up the most points, and they may see this guy right here. But I got to go to road games too. But so, uh, you know, and I do plan on going to road games. But uh, a lot of other people, I think, make trips. So we'll see. You know, maybe I make the top, the top orange reward guy. <laughs> Dude, they owe you, man. You were gonna say something, Marlon? My bad, bro. No, you're good. Yeah, that, that's quite uh, amazing that. You're able to travel, even though you're not even in Houston, man. That, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, the game that I got circled was. So, man, I've been trying to talk myself into what road games I can go to and what road games I'm looking at trying to travel to and just have some fun with. And, man, I I, I looked at D.C. and I, I kind of talked myself back out of not going to D.C., but uh, L.A. at the end of May is, is looking really intriguing uh, there you yeah, are, with, bro. Yeah, with the weather, I mean, LA is never a bad time to go. I mean, it's it's always nice weather, so that should be that should be nice. I just need to plan a trip to. Uh, we have family in LA, so I need to plan a trip where when either Houston Astros are in a Dodgers, a Dodgers or uh, okay. or the Dynamo at, at at LA, whichever LA. Yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna say. Like me, probably like a, a Seattle. Or a Minnesota, or in LA, where you can line up where the Astros play the the same weekend that the Dynamo do. That's probably a trip I'll be inclined to do for sure. 
Dude, for real, that's, you know, you know, me living here in Austin, that's what I try to do whenever I was coming down to Houston over the past years is go, go catch a Dynamo and an Astro game. You know, if I couldn't get them both, I wouldn't make the trip down to Houston or I would stay and watch two Astro games. But uh, I kind of look at that for road games now, too, since, since I'm interested in going to some of the road games. But, man, they never coincide with each other and it, it sucks or they'll be a week apart. You'll be going one weekend and they play the other weekend and you're like, oh, come on, a little bit closer, please. Can I change the schedule? <laughs> yeah. So any last thoughts before we wrap up, OSG? Yeah, that's about it, man. I, I'm, I'm wishing we could have taken the three points, but uh, we, we did end up with the draw. We're still unbeaten at home, which is which is good, but I, I wish we can get some more wins while we got this home. Seven, I think it's seven out of the first nine games are at home, so I wish we could get some more points out of it because, like I said, we're going to be tested for the road. And guys, we got RGV on Tuesday night at 7.30, and then we go to Frisco at 7 o'clock back to MLS play. Uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday, back with MLS play. But otherwise, man, thanks for everybody for attending, and uh, it's Sunday fun day. Happy Easter, y'all. Herman, happy Easter, bro. Likewise, brother. Thank you, man. Go Dynamo. Thank you, Marlon. God bless, and y'all take care, okay? See y'all. See y'all after the RGB game, you think, Eric? Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking we're gonna have to. Yep, do do the and it may be one where we just we do it. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't care. Thirty minutes or an hour after, but I think the the quicker we do it, the better for everybody, so that they can participate and then not have to go to sleep. But I don't know. Some are driving home still, so yeah, we'll definitely do one uh, after the game and. I'll definitely be driving home, so I'll be a participant. All right. Good deal, man. We'll, we'll tweet something out. Thanks again for joining us, y'all. Go Dynamo. Hey, the type of lose when we in the race. Hey, we up in the place and we gon' put it in their face. Let them know. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Houston Dynamo. Hey, the type of lose when we in the race. Hey, we up in the place and we gon' put it in their face. Let them know.